Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. night is black and the stars are bright and the sea is dark and deep but someone i know is safe and snug and they're drifting off to sleep round and round a little boat no bigger than your hand out on the ocean far away from land take the little sail down light the little light this is the way to the cbb's go home podcast Hello, Nicely um, rhymed. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was desperately, desperately reaching for something at some point in that, but then I thought I'd just have to go the whole way. Yeah. Very hard to ride podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to the CBBS Go Home podcast. Um, we are trapped at home watching CBBS with small children. Um, but as we record this, I'm not even a day into that. By the time we actually release this, God knows where where I'll be sanity wise. Um, well, I'd, I'd like to point out that so, so not to let light in upon magic, but it is uh, Thursday the nineteenth of March. By the time you listen to this, society may well have broken down. Um, at this stage of the recording, um, we're really into kind of much kind of hoarding of food. And we're on the kind of cusp of uh, utter chaos. And I can't help but kind of think of uh, the much repeated comment by Lenin that, um, you know, it's just all, all societies are just uh, three meals away from revolution. So <laughs> yeah. by the time this comes out, um, you know. We'll all be dressed as Mr. Tumble, as we established in the previous episode. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would imagine Justin Fletcher has launched a military coup. Uh, he's wearing aviator shades and uh, f- flying around the Midlands uh, in a helicopter. Yeah, um, which he does anyway. He's very yeah, much. He's, he's very much the twenty tens or twenty twenties. Noel. Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds. Although he's not uh, in any way, to the best terminology, responsible for anyone's death in a failed TV stunt. No, but that's true, yes. That um, we know of. That we know of. I mean, um, what, what was that last? Who was in the early series of uh, Justin's House? 
It was well. There was we we established the Justin's house one. It was the there were the because the, they never removed her, did they? From the theme song, that's what we worked out. It's D yeah. D. We worked out this this Robert and D and Little Monster Two. Yeah. And for I could never work out who D was, but then she she was in the first series of Justin's house and then cut after that. But they never changed the theme song. Maybe the D now just refers to his dick. <laughs> Well, I think if anyone wants to go back to our episode on Justin's house sploshing for Justin, yeah, um, mm. that essentially where Robert the robot does a full they 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 reenact Pretty Woman, essentially yeah, yeah. in that it's very very weird. There's also um, the person that Justin she the the CBB's presenter who who posed naked I think for Petter, yeah, and then got sacked and then Justin never spoke to her again even though they were great friends according to an interview she did with the Daily Mail. Yeah, non-stop erotic Justin Cabaret. Yeah. Anyway, um, I am Cammy, and joining me as always, it's the Pontypine to my Wattinger. It's James. Yeah. So it's, it's I don't know which ones. I've been puzzling over this for a long time now. Who, who are the superior tiny lads? You know. I, I know. I know. We'll come. We'll come. We will. We will no doubt cover the uh, ongoing feud between the Pontypines and the Wattingers. Yeah. All over planning. That's what I think it is. Comes down to planning, <laughs> planning and whose extensions bigger. Um, yeah. We um, we by this point you should probably realize we're not suitable for kids. If you're searching desperately for some CBBS content during the lockdown, we are not ish. We are very abundantly um, clear. We we are an education of sorts. Yes, we will prompt many questions. What what does that mean? What what is, what is Justin's dick? <laughs> see our previous podcast well it's to, to the same tune isn't it <laughs> of justin's house but uh <laughs> yeah he's got a house in his pants <laughs> he has yes absolutely um Big justin we we start every episode with a pitch for a cbb's program new cbb's program um james what have you got this week uh i've got um uh, my series uh, this week is the Child Pope. So, <laughs> so, so basically, um, as as it sounds, um, in a moment of panic, the Catholic Church, uh, possibly through an administrative mix-up, have uh, appointed a child, um, and hel- hilarity ensues. I like that idea. It's I can see there's got legs. I also think you could do. Uh... There's a franchise in that as well because then the next, almost like a Disney franchise in it. So you have the Child Pope, the next one, mm. Dog Pope. <laughs> well, well, presumably Dog Pope would be his sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, the Child Pope dies, so who, who's the natural person to take over? Or Child Pope gives up the, you know, decides Popeism or being the, well, what do they call it, Popeism or Pope? Or are you just the Pope? <laughs> just keep saying Pope repeatedly. <laughs> Until it loses all meaning. The size being the Pope isn't for him. Yeah. And what he has like a Ferris Bueller's Bueller kind of uh, day of excitement. Yeah. And then Dog Pope takes over. Or he leaves Dog Pope in charge. And oh, that's yes. Child Pope 2. Yeah. Dog's Day Out. <laughs> well, I, what I thought you were going to sing in terms of a bigger franchise, it would be like the kind of Disney club that every kind of few years the Child Pope would be renewed with a different Child Pope. Oh, that would the original child, child Pope becomes too big. <laughs> that works. 
I mean, that is a new approach for the Catholic Church. It would stop old men being in charge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, child Pope, Dog Pope, Cat Pope. Cat Pope. Um, Pokemon Pope. Um, yeah, all of those things. Um, Horse Pope. Oh, oh. Horse. Horse. There's a famous song. He's a horse. He's the Pope. He's the horse Pope. <laughs> <laughs> that on reflection, there you sold it with that theme tune. <laughs> that is that is it. That is a better better series. <laughs> we can't we can't fall into the trap of being like Mr. Ed. He's absolutely sung <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Because he's a horse. <laughs> he's a horse, even during mass. Yeah, and the, the, the absolute horror they have getting them into that Pope Mobile. <laughs> well, they just have to. They would. The Pope Mobile would tow a horse box, but they'd have to make it like a perspex bulletproof yeah. horse box. What's that horse, Pope? Oh, you're a horse. Steve Oats. <laughs> but due to the administrative error, we must treat you with the utmost of respect. Yeah, papal infallibility. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, then well, later in it, later in it, there would be a plot against the Pope from inside the the Vatican, and yep. somehow um, the horse's sidekick, a duck, would have to foil that. The duck would talk. Yes, <laughs> be absolutely ridiculous if the duck didn't did, talk. Yeah. It goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, like um, like Howard. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of scope. I think that's that's a definite commission. Yes, I don't see how it would possibly not be taken up. <laughs> yeah. um, I've gone with um, we're all going to die with George Monbiot and Hacker T Dog. <laughs> Basically, George Monbiot travels around the, the country with Hacker T Dog and explains yes. the various ways in which the country, the, the world's doomed. That seems. I'm a bit concerned by that pitch because that seems quite plausible. Yeah. That that seems too much like it could be under something there. Yeah, but at the end, at the end of every episode, Hacker T Dog says, "Well, what can we do, George?" And George Monbiot just turns and says, "Eat Soylent Green." Jo- what George? No, well, let's face it. George Monbiot will say what he what he always says, which is ultimately it's more about kind of systemic change at the level of government, ways individuals are relatively powerless. Mm. <laughs> relatively powerless yeah mm. oh well that's something to look forward to yeah so I just like the idea of uh, that going around explaining intensive cow farming mm. it's either that or I mean, we could, you could get, see if uh, someone could resurrect the corpse of Jerry Anderson and we could have uh, Greta Thunderbirds oh that's it Greta Thunbergs Thunberg, thing, Thingybergs. Yeah. That needs more work. There is definitely a kernel of an idea in there. There is, yeah. I've tried, she would live on an island. Fire into space occasionally. I don't know. That would seem, again, that would seem, that would seem to, I think having a series of sort of rockets and aircraft would, wouldn't really be something she would sign up for. I think no. it would cause more problems than it would solve. Hang glider, unicycle. Yeah. Walking can you? By I foot. mean, there's, there's. Can you imagine a vegan sort of walk climate aware? And I'm not going right wing with this. I'm just thinking out loud. 
a woke climate aware superhero would be completely ineffectual in every single way. Just like, oh, here's the Batmobile. It's it's electric powered. We need to yeah. recharge it regularly, and it doesn't go very fast. But it's completely silent, so you creep up on people. I mean, there's a plus side. Was that not just Captain Planet? Because he's our hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero, wasn't he? Yeah, that's true. They all the rings. Yeah. Were they, they all orphans back? in Captain Planet? Um, I presume Big Oil killed off the parents, if not. Yeah. And then he would take pollution down to zero. Yeah. Because it was Captain Planet and Earth, Wind and Fire, wasn't it? There was Earth, Wind, Fire, Water. And water, whoever's water is always crap. Yeah. Pissy little bastard. I'm going to have to check Captain Planet to see whether they were all, uh, they were all orphans now. <laughs> Kill. It's like Batman is part of the origin story. Um, oh, I've just been reminded of the, the, the Don Cheadle did a whole um, did a whole spoof of that recently. That's worth looking at. If you look up, uh, look up that. Um, the plot is our world is in peril. Gala or Gaia? I'll be right. Gaia, not Gala. That's a place in Scotland. Gaia. Gaia. The spirit of the Earth can no longer stand the terrible destruction plaguing our planet. She sends five magic rings to five special young people. Kwame from Africa with the power of Earth. From North America, Wheeler with the power of fire. From the Soviet Union slash Eastern Europe, Linka. (laughs) (laughs) Very nondescript. Linka with the power of wind. Uh, From Asia, Guy with the power of water. And from South America, Matai with the power of heart. It's the worst of all powers, the power of heart. When the yeah. five powers combine, they summon Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. Mm. Well, Earth's greatest champion is Daley Thompson. Yeah. Do you know what did? Uh, here's good. Uh, doing the voice of Gaia. Two. Yeah. There were two actors. There was ni- some, one actor did the ninety to ninety two run, and then another actor ninety three to ninety six. Do you want to have a guess at the two actors? Was it Sidney Poitier and Dame Helen Mirren? No, Whoopi Goldberg Berg and Margot Kidder. Oh. Um, really? There's one famous voice in the, uh, as far as I can tell, is um, the voice of Kwame from Afri- Ghana and Africa. Do you have a guess of the voice actor for Kwame from Africa? Um, was it Morgan Freeman? No, it was LeVar Burton. Oh. Even with you, I can see. I can see perfectly. The only other famous person in Captain Planet was the voice of Suchi, who was the uh, Mai Tai's pet monkey. You want to guess who that was? Um, was that Gary Lineker? No, sadly not. It was Frank Welker who uh, did the voice of Megatron, Soundwave, Fred Jones, and Fred Jones from Scooby Doo. Oh, and Garfield in the Garfield show. I feel like you're, we're actually learning something. So, yeah. parents, if you put your kids in front of this, yeah, it's been an education. Exactly. Then show them Captain Planet. Yeah. Ask your mum about LeVar Burton. <laughs> um, we're talking about the Night Garden this week. Yeah. That it's up there. I mean, it's it's kind of up there with Moon and Me. I think in in the kind of the fever dream category of CBB's output. Proper. It's less mi- it's less murdering. It is. It's it's kind of like that thing they used to do on the fascia with the singing, ga ringing, ga blinging, ga boinsy tree. 
kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I was trying to find a summary of what it was about, but there's not really anything. Not even Wik- I mean, Wikipedia can't even summarize what it is. I and mean, every episode starts with a different child in bed while a narrator introduces the episode, and every child is doing a different thing. Some are asleep. Mm. The child in the episode we've chosen, which is the new the the Tumbly Boos, be quiet Tumbly Boos, I think. Yeah. Just looks like he's been drugged. Yeah, he looks deeply, deeply traumatized by yeah. uh, being filmed. And then they they so a, a, a parent, presumably a parent, well, you would hope a parent. <laughs> can, running, can we just yeah, he's running running rings around the palm of the hand while Derek Jacobi of all people yes. does in the narration. Yeah, very very much in the um, Mark Ryland school of really not not just really, but like what have they got? Who's got what on on Jacobi? Yeah, well, I presume as discussed last week, Justin Fletcher has something on Jacobi. <clears throat> Justin Fletcher's got something on us all. Um, yeah. It's I mean, my whole theory for the Night Garden has always been that the Derek Jacobi character is in a care home. Right, and this is just his day in the care home. Mm. So every character play, every character is just a representation in his own mind of who everybody is. So Eagle Piggle's another resident. Yes, and Upsy Daisy's also an, a, 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 either another resident or a nurse slash care worker. Mm-hmm. Maka is obviously the orderly because he goes around and washes everyone. Yes, uh, the Pontypines and the Wattingers are the visitors. Cause they yes. come visiting every day. And the Tombly Boos, possibly the managers of the care home. But that doesn't explain why they hang their trousers up outside unless they're also doing unspeakable things with the care home residents. Well, maybe that's why he retreats into his mind. Possibly. Mm. I find that... Well, as a starting point, is Iggle Piggle the protagonist of this hellscape? I think that's who we follow into the hellscape, don't we? Yeah. We follow him on... I mean, it's 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 essentially it's the boat over the river Styx. That's with so many CBB stuff. <laughs> Literally the representation of you're going to sleep in a boat, so you're dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're floating out to sea. So at the start, every episode begins with the death of a child, which is deeply unsettling. <laughs> I get just like a stress. We're recording this on <laughs> March the nineteenth, and should society have broken down sufficiently by the time we release this, um, just be reassured that your child is now with Eagle Pickle. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place to tell them where they're going anyway. Yeah, um, it is. Um, Notes to come during the edit. Feel free to get rid of that. Have pl- if plenty of children have died. <laughs> if not, yeah, I'll, I might revisit this just before broadcast. If not, fuck them. Yeah. Um, it talks. I mean, the the official website says that the night garden is a magical picture book place that exists between waking and sleeping in a child's imagination, which again suggests death. Yeah, dr- they've been drugged at very least. Yeah, purgatory. Oh no, that would make sense if it's purgatory. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, they're waiting to, to have the, they're trying to dance their sins off at the end. <laughs> and what the hahus are judging them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've only just come to that realisation. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in purgatory. 
That's why the Tumbly Boos take their trousers off. They're trying to atone for the sexy crimes they commit. <laughs> um, the um, yeah. So this, I mean, should we talk about this episode or talk about the characters first? Let's talk about the characters because this is while this episode is deeply disturbing. It's not necessarily representative because I do feel like uh, Eagle Piggle requires a close look. So this is this is the official thing. So Eagle Piggle is physical and energetic, a well-loved teddy, always jumping and bouncing around. He's curious and adventurous, but also vulnerable and modest. He's put some clothes on him, he's modest. Despite his energy, he is often in need of reassurance and comfort, which he gets from his best friend, Upsy Daisy, and his red blanket. Upsy Daisy's more than his best friend. I mean, it's yeah. heavily implied that they're... Um... Kind of getting getting jiggy with it. Wish well, she's got a bed that follows her everywhere. Well, my my dear father refers to her having been subjected now to multiple episodes of uh, Night Garden to placate my daughter. Um, refers to Upsy Daisy, given that she goes everywhere with her bed uh, as uh, Dropsy Drawsy. <laughs> with the, and but, but what happens when she pulls the string on her belt? A skirt lifts up. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, she's just a, it's poor kind of sex worker. Isn't there a Jimmel painted thing of the night garden where she is essentially a sex worker? Yeah. I mean, it says, Upsy Daisy's happy and optimistic dolly. She loves nothing more than to dance through the garden. It doesn't say for money, but I think that's implied. And often convinces other characters to join in. One of her favourite things is her bed, which has a mind yeah. of its own and can often be seen chasing around the garden. Wow, patient Dr. Freud. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, she frequently quite passionately kisses Piggle, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. And he's is, always got is, his blanket ready. Yeah. It's is is Piggle the I prefer to him as Piggle though. We think Piggle is the surname. I think Piggle well, on the official site it's got Eagle Piggle as one thing. As as, oh, as one right. name. I, I was thinking like, Mr. Uh, Mr. I Piggle. Like Prince. Yes. And he is very much funky. Yeah. Yeah. The um, um oh no, the Jim will paint it picture if you Google it, um, of Night Garden, um Eagle Piggle is snorting coke from Upsy Daisy's leg and she's drinking a can of special brew. Mm. Seems about right. Yeah. So, yeah. Is Eagle Piggle the Derek Jacobi character? No, he's just he he's he's the one just looking in at this this horror show and he's trying to make sense it. of it all. Yes, uh, well, he, uh, if you take the your care home theory, then he's just trapped in that kind of reoccurring. It's it's stage. The, the 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 it's interesting the way that Derek Jacobi's chosen to perform this because the entire episode he becomes more and more desperate and manic. Yes, which is, which is even I think the whole thing is like, oh, this is supposed to be nice for kids, but I the whole thing because of the way that he portrays the narrator in it. It's hardly the flop Ryland's thing of mm. a sense of calm in an otherwise chaotic world. It's it's almost quite the opposite to that. But if you do want to think about the Jacobi situation or all this, uh, how many 
episodes a day he must have <laughs> ploughed through. That if this is the last episode of the day, like you've really got to start kind of putting a lot of heft in it just to get through the damn thing. Yeah, that's very true. But he, yeah, he does manage to build and build and build and almost reach a crescendo by the end of it of sheer desperation. Yeah, understandably so. Um, other character, Makapaka. Yep, uh, tiny little weird stone chasing midget. That goes around washing people without their consent. Well, I'm a bit concerned with Makapaka, and the fact that he lives in a cave, collects stones, and, as he said, just generally will unload his sponge on people. Yeah, uh, the um, the CVB's um, official... Twitter today had a thing where they put the Macapaca song through um, Google Translate, oh, um, yes. and it, it detected it as Tamil. So the song is oh. Macapaca Akawaka Mikamakamu Macapaca Apayaka Ika Aka U, which translates to English as "People side are so many people. People side father Yakai. This is my sister U. <laughs> this is my sister U. Yeah." So there you go. So he's related to the Tomley Boos because, of course, it's Tomley Boo Oo on an. Is it Tomley Boo ah. Un is red and green, Oo, who's brown and pink, and E, who's pink and yellow. I've yeah. never been able to differentiate between the three of them. I defy right. anybody who can. I think that must be real Tomley Boo super fans, you know? Yeah, I think I like this. It says, they live together in an extraordinary bush. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your mum. <laughs> where they enjoy stacking and sorting their special blocks, banging their drums and making tunes on their piano, as we will find out in a moment. Um, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Then there's the Pontypines and the Wattingers, who live yep. next door to each other in a semi-detached house. Pair of semi-detached houses. The Pontypines are red. They're a large family of ten that live in the semi-detached house at the foot of a tree. Eight children, four are girls, four are boys, always dressed in red. The Wattingers, who we see less of, it has to be yes. said over the series, 
um, are a large family of 10 who live next door to the Pontic Pimes. They also have eight children, but it doesn't give the genders. <laughs> That's how relevant they are. Well, it's kind of like they're like somebody was trying to uh, get a, a Trumpton reboot off the ground and the funding fell through, so they've been co-opted into this particular horror. Yeah, but they definitely hate each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a certain... I mean, even in this episode, they're uh, complaining about the loud music. There's there's something kind of pretty small village home counties about them. I like to think that Mr. Pontypine and Mrs. Wattinger probably have an affair. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're just getting turned on by Upsy Daisy's antics. I mean, just imagine when, when Mrs. Wattinger gives birth to a green... Pontifying creature. <laughs> then they'll know. Purple, purple, red, and oh, I'm terrible with my primary colours. Um, <laughs> then there's the Hahus, who are five enormous pillowy creatures who roam about the garden at a leisurely pace that is entirely their own. They are sedate and gentle, but are so big they often stop the ninky nonk in its tracks. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the um, so this episode starts with them getting the ninky nonk, which is a train. Mm-hmm. Yes. No oh, driver. No, oh, no, it's the Ninky Donk. So that would suggest that there's a preference. Yes, well, prefers like, the, the Pinky Punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flying out air balloon. Um, the the Pontipines go for a walk over some stones. Yeah. And then they go back home. Then Upsy Daisy wakes up and starts singing. Yes, seeking attention. Um... Yeah, it's, it's seeing she's um reminded me of uh, Yogo Ono. Yes, I mean is that the that is that the relationship between Ego Pickle and Upsy Daisy? What he he's a John Lennon type figure. Yeah, the, the other three Eagle Pickle Beatles. Is it bed bed in these blankets yeah. and her bed falling around? Oh. Oh, there you go. Well, actually, it's more sophisticated than we first thought. And the plot of this is just the, the plot, whole plot of this is representative of the breakup of the Beatles. Because Eagle Pickle's Cause... entirely absent from this whole thing. Yeah, he, he's off. It's uh, Lennon's um, lost, lost weekend, isn't it? Where he disappeared off with that young lass. <laughs> yeah. His name escapes me right now. Yeah, I can't remember who I was. Hanging um... around in it, hanging around in LA, getting hammered with Nielsen. Um, so she sings the Pontypines phone the council because of the noise. Yes, uh, as, as is their wants. Just look, look at look at the parents' faces. Yeah, they, I mean they're already they're probably classed as vexatious, persistent complainants at this point. <laughs> to be specific, they're on a list somewhere in the council. Yeah, yeah. Complaining about some of that. Um, and then we cut to the Tom of the Boos who are playing some sort of free jazz in the house. Yep, uh, it's um, definitely definitely requires either you to be a real kind of sued about this or to be absolutely battered. Yeah, I I think the thing is is I timed this, and the it's it's seven minutes of this, and then obviously Daisy singing over the top of it, and we had this episode in the car on long journeys. Well, like an audio version? No, like on the DVD players in the car. Mm. And it just, yeah. So you're trying to drive on a motorway 
whilst yeah. the tomlyboos are playing their piano, and then obviously Daisy's singing over the top of it. It felt a longer than seven minutes. Yeah, did we not tempted to put the stereo on and try and drown them out with some uh, some less harsh jazz? <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that would have made it better or worse. Uh, competing jazz. Um. So the idea is, she turns up, and every time she sings, they play the piano, and then they stop, and then the Pontypines get upset, and then she does it again, and they play the piano, and eventually they all work out they should collaborate. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a point in all of that when two of the um, Tombly Boos passionately kiss. Do which they? Says to me, yes, um, and it which says to me they are off their faces. I Which would account for the music. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Tombly Boo M, Tombly Boo D, Tombly Boo M A. And uh, that's that's why their jazz is tolerable. Well, yeah, because it, cause what, so you've got two on piano, which seems odd. Yeah, yeah. It's like Trailer Dead but, with the two drummers, but makes less sense thought, on two on piano. I thought it was a bit like uh, Jules Holland. <laughs> I think that's how Jules Holland sounds to most people. <laughs> sounds like the uh, the Tombly Boos playing in their extraordinary bush. Yep, in a screaming. Um, I mean, I don't know where Eagle Pickle's been this entire time. This is a step too far, even for Eagle Pickle, though, isn't it? Like... He just couldn't cope with it. Yeah, he he just turns up for a cameo at the end to uh, not go to sleep. Yeah, Yoko's turned. He's like, he said, "No, I can't support you with this, Yoko." Yeah, this is why he disappeared off having that affair. <laughs> um, and then he goes, and then everyone goes to bed. Well, no, upsy Daisy's bed then chases around, like you said, is some sort of like Freudian nightmare where yep. she's pursued by her her own bed, and she kisses her own bed. Hmm. Um and then it ends. Yep. Yep. Because it's time for bed, Eagle Piggle. It's yeah. time to move on from purgatory and to embrace a sweet well, embrace sweet death. Mm. The thing with I mean this is broadly representative. That's that's the thing with this, isn't it? So I I want to know. I want to be in. Wanted to be in the the pitch meeting for this. Basically, what what they thought, kind of um, how, how they sold this grand idea. Yeah, uh, it's weird because it says in the. I, I found an article in the Guardian where they didn't interviewed Andrew Davenport, who incidentally is the same person that came up with Moon and Me. Yeah. So there is a theme. I mean, most people would have been. Most it, people would have been. On LSD. I mean, most people would have been committed yeah. at this point. He said, I um, said, it, essentially it's to do with kids not wanting to go to bed. Mm. He said, uh, he gets asked the question, why does, he said, uh, or the, the person in the Guardian asks the question, why does Eagle Piggle have to go to bed? He said, that's really an interesting question. He's the connection for the child, the one who goes to sleep at the beginning and enters the night enters the night garden. That's sinister. Yeah. But he also, crucially, the only character not in bed at the end. Somebody's not in bed. Eagle Piggle's not in bed. 
Bedtime commands a child's entire day. Very often children don't have a proper sense of time. They live with the idea that at any moment someone could just take them from what they're doing and send them to bed. It can be a difficult or moment. Death. Or death, yeah, or being suddenly alone. So In the Night Garden makes a metaphorical explanation for sleep, which is one of the only things in a child's life that can be a comp- it can be accompanied on. Which that seems a really strange thing. This guy, Andrew Davenport doesn't have any kids of his own. No. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why you have to have the image of Eagle Piggle alone on the boat at the start, floating on a dark, swelling ocean that's a metaphor for sleep. He's just sat listening to Captain Beefheart, isn't he? And uh... Well, I was going to say, the introduction, that whole thing about... That whole introduction, you could imagine someone writing a prop, like a proper... Prog, that's like the opening to a prog album, isn't it? The night is black mm. and the stars are bright and the sea is dark and deep, but someone I know <coughs> is safe and snug and they're drifting off to sleep. Yeah. Can you imagine Wakeman write, writing something like that? Well, it is, or it is unfortunately a little too close to um, the introduction to Spinal Tap's Stonehenge. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. I would like to see I um but I've got well I'm just thinking everybody's the wrong size. The the ratios in Night Garden shift around an awful lot as well. They do, yeah, because um that's what taking acid does. Well yeah, and also I suppose it's a bit like it comes back to Spinal Tap and Stonehenge. If you yeah. went to see in the Night Garden live, mm. then you know, there'd be like the set's tiny but the characters are huge. Well um my wife and child are are off to do such a thing. Although, to be honest, maybe they're not. Yeah, I was going to say. Maybe they're not. But um, in theory, they're off to go in July. In well, theory. there we go. In theory, if it's not cancelled. Yeah. Um, but maybe at that point, uh, Eagle Piggle will be one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, you know? Yes. Who knows? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. Seems like the kind of thing you'd do. Yeah. It's oh I've got a good quiz for you now in a minute. Um which which in the Night Garden character are you, James? Oh. Which of the following positive personality traits suits you best? Energetic, no, optimistic, playful, friendly, loyal or gentle? Um, loyal. Loyal. Let's click loyal. Um, which of the following negative personality traits best suits you? Annoying, clumsy, bossy, frequent paranoia, noisy or troublesome? No, frequent paranoia. Frequent paranoia. Um, which of the following hobbies do you prefer? Running, walking, dancing, collecting, playing music or sleeping? Oh, sleeping right now. I can only dream of... Which, Such a hobby. Yeah, which of the following words attracts your interest the most? Trousers, adrenaline, <laughs> pirouette, hibernation, metamorphic, or vermilion? <laughs> um, metamorphic. Metamorphic. Um, if you had to, where of the following would you live? A cave, a boat, family house, floor, wooden house, or garden? In the house? Family wooden house or family house? Oh, um, family house. Family house. Which of the following scares you most? Sharp objects, dirt, being alone, losing a loved one, losing a limb, or being uncertain? These seem very weird for a witch night night garden uh, person. Uh, l- losing a loved one. Over losing a limb. 
Let's go with it. Um, you see a dirty old sock on the floor. What do you do? <laughs> Throw it at your friend, roll on top of it, clean it, investigate it, sit inside it or nothing. Sit and... Sit inside it. Sit inside it? Or nothing. Um, of, uh, nothing. Nothing. You fall down a hole and can't get out. What do you do? Play in the hole, panic, blow your horn to attract attention, pop... Try getting out using teamwork on nothing. I would blow my horn. You blow your horn, which you carry around you at all uh, times. Yep. You are Macapaka. Oh, you are, that. I'll take that. Are you a cute, highly likable person who's greatly loved by your family and friends? You enjoy collecting random things, which may be your major hobby. Also, cleanliness is very important to you. On the negative side, you can be very bossy, which can annoy the people around you. Yep, that is, that is pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Is there any more on in the night garden before we get to the in the night garden fan fiction? No, I'm I'm just really quite excited by uh, whatever whatever that blanket's going to do. Again, as with the Mister Tumble fan fiction, there were some that I decided not to proceed with. Mm. For and and even and you know when you hear Tum- when you hear this. You know that was that was still yeah. quite a decision to make. So this again is it's called the Steamy Plot. This <laughs> is by uh, someone. Well, I, the punnage is very strong. It's Tombly Boobs. Oh, that that is good. That's I, uh, good. I that's... like that. So at the end of the day, the afternoon slowly transforming into the evening. Macapaca made his way out of his dark and lonely home. Plan in mind. Now I'm, I'm going to say straight away, this is not. None of this is okay. None of this, I don't condone anything about what Macapaca is about to do. Macapaca was going to sneak into the Tombly Boo's lair and experience a profound move he'd always want to do on the oh-so-hot pyjama-wearing girls. No. Oh, no. Smirk- Are they girls? I didn't think they were. I thought they were. Well, I was going to say, I made my notes, I had them as asexual. Yeah. Because they'd have their trousers off and there's nothing there. Yes. Okay, we'll carry on. Smirking a devious smirk. Oh, no. I know. Macapaka gently caressed his ogpog, <laughs> feeling every indent and crevice that lay on the hand-built bicycle. The mm. beige male moaned at the touch of the tumbly came into mind. All he could think about was touching their beautifully tanned skin, and, oh, he just couldn't wait any more. Macapaka swiftly climbed onto the Ogpog, feeling a certain tightness in his lower regions, as he quickly as he could brought himself closer and closer to the home of the Tomblyboos. Macapaka stood outside the hedge house, skin glistening in the starry moonlight. As he began tiptoeing into the bush, he felt his hand squeeze the rope he held. What? I hope that's an actual rope. He stepped into the house, gaze flickering over the silent house. Smiling in satisfaction, Macapaka began to the bed of the Tomlyboos, thinking gleefully along the way. Macapaka stood beside the bed, holding out the thick piece of rope. He grasped one end and then the other and stretched it out as though as long as it could go. He tied one side to the bed and brought it around to the other, so the Tomlyboos were stuck in the bed by the rope crossing their torsos. Again, it's not alright. It's really quite, quite 
ring the police. I know. Then, yeah, that, then it gets really worried. I'm not going to read out what happens next because it's not it's not okay. But what? At one point, he brings out his ten inch packer. <laughs> then sings the omblibu. Then he sings omblibu tomblibu knock on the door. Omblibu tomblibu sit on the floor. Omblibu tomblibus here is my rose. Omblibus tomblibus that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um. Yes, Makapaka groaned as he finished a sea of white in the multicolored tomblibu. <laughs> there you go. Makapaka shoved himself onto Unau, roaring in joy and love. Makapaka apayaka ikaaka u, finishing once again. <laughs> well, well, there we go. The well, um, credit is uh, powers of recovery. There was, um, oh, he of course grew another 50 inches while banging into the others. 50 inches? I know, that's quite, yeah. He tossed E away, we tossed E away and moaned as his manhood grew again, this time a total of 10 whole feet, making it bust forcefully through the roof. He let out a thunderous cry as he finally finished himself in a shower of rainbow skittle flavoured cum. <sighs> Makapaka Akawaka Mikamakamu suddenly mm. fell down, slicing the entire earth as he grew into his final and elite size. Elite size? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a, that's a whole... I mean, I, I think they should investigate the internet history of whoever wrote this. I know this... Not <laughs> someone's just written in the comment. Why, Nick? Why would you make me read this? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's the title of the episode. <laughs> um, someone says "Umbian trauma." <laughs> Marveloso, someone written. So you know, clearly, there's a mark again. There's a market for that. I imagine the same people that are into furries. I think the same people are into a lot of a lot of wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, safe search on when you're searching Night Garden online. That's all I'll say. Yeah, we we research this so you don't have to. There's a lot of things we shouldn't have to do. No. <laughs> um. Any more on the Night Garden before we wrap up? I'm just really deeply traumatized by all of that. I know. There's a lot to there's a lot to digest there, and some of it I didn't even read out because, quite frankly, it was probably illegal. I think iTunes might prevent this going out. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they care that much. As long as they get their yeah. sweet sweet ad money, they don't care. Yeah, I put, we did, oh. we've 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 done enough disclaimers. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Well, bad luck for losing all that. Uh, earcast advertising. Yeah, yeah. I well, that's the thing. They just insert the ads randomly, depending on where people live. Which is what Magapaga did. Well, exactly. They've yeah. no. The pe- people have no choice of what they're associated with ad-wise. Yeah. Oh, why did he make me read this? Yeah, it's not our fault. It's our advertisers' fault. Yeah. Blame them. Boycott. Well. Boycott them. <laughs> I would. I am. <laughs> We are. Boycott boy all of these adverts. 
Especially if they're ones about charity. Yeah. Um, that's it then for this week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully, if the world has not shit. To be honest, probably. We've got no doubt else on. That's it. We can't go out anyway. We can't go out. We're forced to watch CBeebies on repeat. It's only going to get worse, to be honest. I mean, realistically, we might be the ones writing the fan fiction by then. Yeah. At that point, that's probably all we've got left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Mo- Molly and Mac fan fiction it is then. Yeah, if anything, I think what we've done is... Um, we've done the country service because with everyone locked up, the birth rate's only going to go up. So what we're doing is bringing it back down again by reading a night garden fan fiction. I think we've contributed to the, the deviant, uh, an increase in deviant children. Yeah. If you're still listening to this point, kids, then I don't know. Yeah. That, that skill, that skill come is probably, I know, being, I the pope, I being the Pope is probably the only career option left for you at this point. Yeah, I was just about to say that Rainbow Skittle come is not for you, but I mean, <laughs> ask your mum. Yeah, she'll explain. She's got some in her yes. drawer. Um, should we say goodbye at this point? It's probably as good a point as any. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, stay safe, everybody. We'll be back. Yep. Don't try not to lose the plot. Um, ask your mum about. Magapagus come and uh... yeah hopefully hopefully James and I will still have a job when this goes out uh, after this goes out maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe not who knows anyway it's goodbye from me and goodbye from James bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.